Welcome to the Downtown, brought to you by Arlington Citizen Media. I am Daryl Smith Jr., and across the internet for me is... I am Rody John, and across the interwebs for me is... Amy's on sabbatical, so she will be back next week. On today's show, we talk with urban tree merchants about how they, how they build their wonderful furniture and other wood pieces, where and how they source the wood, and the spirit of community that they have found since starting. We also sit down with Patrick Whitfield from Ella B's about how he went from being the Dallas Cowboys executive chef to own his own restaurant. Patrick that- from AT&T Stadium. That sounds like a uh, like a great a great story. Yeah, uh, it actually really starts. You'll hear later uh, with his grandmother, which the place is named after Ella B's. Um, oh, she taught him everything he knows about cooking, and you know, normally kids get shooed out of the kitchen. He uh, nope, he got to be help and uh, learned how to cook, and has loved it ever since. I think that's great. We've got a, a, a couple of restaurants around here. Like Brandon Hortado said that, you know, uh, the reason that he does barbecue is because his grandpa, you know, was, was, uh, he cooked a lot and, and he really, uh, you know, enjoyed that about his grandfather and about his family. And I, you know, you can see it here too. I, I love it. That's the kind of thing that, that, that story about those kind of restaurants is you just, you, you want to hear it, hear those stories and, you know, it's cause it's good. It's good. All good stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah, my girlfriend and I went down to LB's, and not only did they have great live music, the drinks were fantastic, everything we ate was spectacular, and we can't wait to go back, honestly. So, Man, that's two restaurants with familial connections that um, that are just bangers in the restaurant scene here in our city. Yeah, and it's Arlington born and bred, so even better. So what have you been up to? I mean, I know that I've seen the Instagram photos, so you've been out and about. Um, where have you been? Oh, where have I been? I've been to El Arroyo. I uh, went to Inclusion last week and had an interview with Ann from Chaps Burgers, so we'll have that coming up later. Um, who else? What else have I done? I talked to Justin Rojas from Team Envy about how they are going to be working with high school and middle school, about how eSports work on all levels, which is going to be great. Another interview you to look forward to. So is he a three-time guest now, four-time, five-time? Yes, he is a three-time. Man, so he's coming up on that jacket, too. From Team Envy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, five times. Man, we should do a whole episode where uh, we talk to both of them, and then boom, 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 like they, they get to both wear it and, you know, sign it. I would love that. Be great. Um, I went to Putt Putt. That's oh, what nice. I did. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it was fun, but uh, it has rained a lot, so a lot of the holes had water in them. Those are always fun. Yeah, um, it's fun and gross. Uh, <laughs> a lot less fun now that I'm 38. But you know what? It's fine. I did it. It's fine. I'm, I'm still, I'm still alive and kicking. So it's not like you know, I got any sort of communicable disease from the water. I didn't get dysentery. There you go. Did you go to Alley Cats next door? We didn't because we could not because we were with our friend Sergio. So we <laughs> can only go to Putt Putt, and uh, he did, and we did, and we had fun, and I almost won, and that never happens. Oh yeah, nice. Did you? Uh, what was the theme of the names? The theme I know of the last na- time I played with him, we had like I think it was seventy sports. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you imagine seventy sports stars being? <laughs> That's a fun theme. Yeah. Uh, for those not like what we do in our group of friends is when we play Putt Putt, we. Uh, uh, have a theme to the names, you know, you don't just put your name, like, that's not fun. I mean, it's fine. I'm not saying you have to do it this way, but we, we, you know, we, we have a theme to the names. 
this our theme was uh Karate Kid slash Cobra Kai. <laughs> I was uh John Kreese, so I was the bad guy. Um our friend Sean was uh Daniel LaRusso's mom, Lucille. <laughs> and uh Sergio was Allie. <laughs> So, you know, uh, fun times. It was good. Uh, fun game. Little, little muggy because we've had 950 gallons of water dropped on us in the last four days. But you know what? It was a good time. Yeah. I mean, you know, not the best weather, but it is still great to be outside. You got to find those patches where it's not raining and get out there. Yeah. That's what I did this week with my garden. I was like, great. It's going to stop raining for 20 minutes. And so I was out there and then I did some weeding and then I got eaten by mosquitoes and now I'm dead. Yeah. I got to put some, uh, I got to spray my yard because I got a BBQ coming up. uh, That's right. So I don't want people not wanting to hang outside. You You definitely don't because you have a nice backyard. I should know. I used to live there. So I also got to mow it when it again stops raining. I think I think you may after tomorrow you might get a chance yeah. to, if you don't get your mower stuck in the mud, right. uh, which is also a distinct possibility. My backyard is a lake right now, um, so I, my greenhouse is a lake. I can't even go in there because there's so much water in the ground. <laughs> oh no! Ah, Texas, Texas in May. Yeah, either you're uh, super hot or you're covered in rain. So sometimes in the same day. We are here with Kelly and Caleb from Urban Tree Merchants. How are y'all today? Doing well. How are y'all? Very good. It's a very cool uh, April day, but uh, better than being a very hot April day like last week. Always. (laughs) So I guess the first question is, what is Urban Tree Merchants? How did it come about? Like, what do you guys do? You want to take it or me? Uh, I'll go for it, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Just... Started with me climbing trees and seeing how much wood we throw away in the Metroplex just because of uh, efficiency. I don't know. I don't know why we haven't looked at this horse before, but it's now a really growing industry. And I just started cutting stuff with a chainsaw and made a chainsaw mill and just it's turned into this. So So So, what is it that y'all do for people that may not know? Uh, we take trees from the Metroplex that are coming down for one reason or another and turn them into anything that you can think of out of wood, furniture, art pieces. Um, Incredible, by the way. Right. Like they oh, they yeah, look so good. Thank you. Not just, it's not just like a you know table yes. that we're talking. This is like a like very like nice looking table. Like the wood looks great. Like. Thank you. It, it's it's one of those like I, when the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this is not only like a functional piece of furniture, this is art. Yes. Like, yeah. so that's what's so cool about wood and trees, and and what we really like to do is bringing out that life, and we call it giving a tree a second life, yeah, right? Because one hundred percent trees die; just it happens, or mm-hmm. they have to be removed for one mm-hmm. reason or another. So we work with local tree care companies, and when a tree is removed, we're able to give it a second life in your home or office. And it's all about, you know, with Caleb's background in tree care and tree work, he can really see a tree and kind of get an idea of what's going to look best and then Mm. bring out that beauty that's 
inside the tree, like opening up, you know, an egg or a box of chocolates or whatever, you know, you never know what you're going to get, but you can really kind of paint such a gorgeous picture with the grain and the coloring. And it's just so incredible when he's milling it to see those cuts and and see what's going to be inside. Right. So where do you find the wood for your creation? I mean, you kind of talked about it, but I mean, when you say you have a relationship, they'd say, hey, we're cutting down this hundred year old tree. Come take a look at it because they're big trees. That happens with Tree Hugger Tree Service in Arlington. They will call us and we share a little lot with them. um, So they'll bring the log right back to where our mill is. That's nice. But that just that one company and then Tree Shepherds is who I my dad started that company and they're in Denton County. Um, they keep logs as well, but, but just between those two, I mean, we are selective about what we keep sure, and I yeah. can't keep up with how many logs we get. So <laughs> yeah, just the two tree companies. And then we get, now that our website's pretty established, we get requests through there. People let us know, Hey, we're moving this tree. Do you want the log or mm-hmm. what are our options with it? So it's, it's starting to, um, yeah, I guess be more on people's mind. That's kind of our goal is to just, yeah. It's kind of called the urban wood industry. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, urban wood is, is kind of a term that's coming around now for that that concept of all the stuff that's within a metroplex, within a city, at someone's house, et cetera, and then how to repurpose that instead of going out and cutting down stuff in a forest or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. There's all of this natural resource all around, and so it's just kind of figuring out how to work that into um, to the system whenever someone needs a furniture or something like that created. Right. Yeah, I think when I saw the photos for the first time, I, I've seen other things like this before. Like, I mean, the thing I think of all the time in my head is like Nick Offerman's workshop where yes. he does kind of yeah. the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was really like, oh, that's, I, you know, I look at it, I was like, oh, that's like here. That's like down the street for me, you yes. know? Like, this is crazy. Like, this stuff, this really cool, like, uh, reclaimed wood sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's happening here in Arlington. I think that's really great because, I mean, we are a big metropolitan area, like the fourth biggest in America, Absolutely. I think. So, mm-hmm. like, between here and, you know, like you said, Denton or, like, out as far east to, like, Terrell, there's all – I mean, think about the number of trees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. amazing how much – it's <laughs> tons, tons of wood every day. Mm-hmm. Go go to the landfill, just chopped up into little pieces mm-hmm. and all mulched up, so. And so I, I think it's great that you are able to take what – like would end up in a landfill and turn it into something like beautiful and, and something that, I mean, especially when you think about the, how, how long you can have a piece of wood like that, Yes, you could hand that down for generations, you know, (laughs) that's wild. One of our, Oh, no, go ahead. Well, one of our favorite projects that we got to work on was the hundred year old pecan tree. Um, and it had been, in this family or as a part of their property for for all of those years Mm -hmm. or whenever they bought it and so when the tree died um, the tree care company that removed it we had a relationship with them and so they said these people are interested in in bringing some of it inside and we were able to take that tree and turn it into let's see three accent walls a bench a dining room table a mantle and two frames for for pictures of the tree that they had so now those are pieces. And I think we also made a couple things that they sent to their kids as well so that their kids were able to have a memento from that tree. And so it's just incredible to be able to bring that in. And so now they still get to live with that tree and live with those experiences. Mm-hmm. And the bench and the table will last generations mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because of how solid and how what quality wood it was. And so now, even though the tree died, it still will live on mm-hmm. for another 100 years easily. Right. 
And so it's it's just so rewarding and, and just incredible to be able to see that and just help the tree to to move on to the next phase of, of its existence. Right. Yeah, and I think it's great to like, you know, like we're talking about like, uh, you know, the kids having, you know, a picture with the, the wooden frame of the tree mm-hmm. or whatever. Like eventually they'll have the bench and then the bench gets passed down and then you're gonna be able to talk about that oh yeah that that bench you're sitting on right there that's a 200 year old you know uh, tree yeah. that we had on the property we forever climb exactly. and, yeah, i broke my arm falling out yeah all those i love that 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 piece will have a story even after it's uh, that that wood will have a story even after it's no longer mm-hmm. living you know as a tree in the ground mm-hmm. right now do y'all also help plant trees as well i mean you guys obviously once the it's i guess not i mean it's a kind of dead but you're making it have a second life are you are you then also turning around and planting trees as well so that you guys not for yourselves but mm-hmm. for other right. generations yeah we haven't got we haven't gotten into that yet it's okay. definitely on the on the uh agenda yeah um but tree hugger tree service does and they they donate a portion of their profits to uh i think it's called world planet Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, one percent of everything of their revenue goes to planting trees, and so, That's mm-hmm. yeah, as we get bigger and have more space, we would like to have a little tree farm and be oh, able to yeah. you know, mm-hmm. give trees to customers that have them removed if they want to replant them, and uh, yeah, just yeah, that would be good. Yeah. With Caleb's background, he does have the knowledge to to help someone coach them on what kind of trees can mm. be best for an area oh, and great. that sort of thing. So, um, he can consult on different types of tree issues as, and tree planting as well. So we did help some friends plant a tree in their yard not too long ago, and it was exciting to see, or it was, we had a lot of anticipation or anxiety to see whether or not it was going to make it through that freeze that just happened yeah, because it was still a real baby tree, and so we were always checking in on them, but it's doing well. Once That's a week, good. So, That's good. Yeah, so it is fun to be able to to kind of see, okay, some, some woodworker in a hundred years is going to be able to, yeah. to do something with this piece. Yeah. And there's a story there too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, this, this woodworker planted it. And then a hundred yeah. years from now, this woodworker is yeah. going to turn it into a table. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so do you have um, a, like a favorite, like favorite pieces that you've done or like uh, anything that just kind of sticks out as something that you really are like, I, wow, I'm stoked that I made this. Um, yeah, it's hard to think of anything. I, I mean, the my favorite part of all of it probably is is working with the tools and machines, and so building the router table, the plain pieces is probably in the mill. The first mill uh, is probably my favorite part of it. In terms of furniture, that bench that she was talking about mm-hmm. that was probably the most because it had wooden legs that were like from the trunk. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the router table, you know, I made it so that I could plane legs, and it was all just machine perfect, and, <laughs> and it all just looked so good. All the the line, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I love some of the epoxy pieces that we do. You know, yeah. maintaining those mm-hmm. live edges and then incorporating some of the colors. We recently did one; it was cedar, and then we included purple epoxy with okay. it which oh, cedar yeah. has all of these really R- rich like purples and, and reds mm-hmm. that come out of it and so at first i kind of thought oh i don't know that's gonna that might contrast or kind of be weird but it was just gorgeous yeah. the way it actually came out so it's fun to to kind of try and complement and bring colors mm-hmm. out and yeah yeah so have you i mean are you from arlington like did you grow up here like I grew up you... in denton county okay. and then kelly and i moved here in 2015 okay to go to UTA, mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, I just went there. And, Nav up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an alumni, so yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I really, we love it here. And UTA was great, and I just worked on building the business, killed it, Kelly and I, just the infrastructure for it, the uh-huh. kiln, the mill, the planter table while I was in school. And now it's turned into a... A, a business. business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you um, have you done a lot of work here for people in Arlington, or is it kind of all around the Metroplex? All around the Metroplex, but a lot in Arlington. Mm-hmm. The Chamber of Commerce has been awesome, uh, making connections there, and mm. church, and just friends, word of mouth. And then now it's really starting to be a lot of organic traffic from the website. That's good. Really, mm-hmm. Yeah, the website was a big... We did that during COVID. Just. <laughs> I think that's where I came yeah. across it, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, it what is a, this? Okay, It was cool. a good investment, yes. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you've obviously touched on people reaching out to you, not only from Arlington, but around the Metroplex. So how's the reception in Arlington community been for you? Well, I mean, you know, kind of talking about that a little bit with the Chamber of Commerce. But, right. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, we have a great relationship with the Chamber. We're very involved there, mm-hmm. and um, I was at a ribbon cutting for a new business, Ellaby's. Yeah, um, we, we were yeah. just talking about that. Oh, yeah. We, we just talked to um, Dr. Uh, Odom Wesley. Uh, okay. From, she was literally just here. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so whenever I was at that the other day, and there were two or three people that came up to me just throughout the event randomly, oh, I thought about you when I saw this, or oh, I was wondering if you ever do this, you know, or I, so it's, it's really cool now that we've been established for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. we've really started to, to show our face and be more of a presence, and now people are, thinking of us on their own mm. organically and, and coming up. And so it's, it's just cool to see that growth and see that we're in people's minds and that people are excited about what we do. And they're thinking about like, Oh, well there's a tree coming down. I wonder if they want it or, you know, or, you know what I want to, we want a new mantle in our house. I wonder if they can make us something. And so instead of just seeing that change from people, instead of going to, you know, Wayfair or whatever and, and buying something that was made in China, mm-hmm actually looking for what can what resources do we have here in our city and Arlington's so great about that just supporting the community and reinvesting here and that's just something that's incredible about Arlington is the the camaraderie and almost the family atmosphere that people have for supporting each other here and um so it's it's fun to be a part of that just watching this downtown area we've lived kind of near Sanford House the entire time we've Mm -hmm. lived here in Arlington so watching just everything in urban union grow and yeah. be created and i mean come from none of that was there whenever we first moved here really like that was a car lot right <laughs> yes yeah and it's only been six years yeah. or so just yeah. to see everything that's happened and now over here on this part of um east main and so just watching or west main i guess is where we're yeah, yeah, yeah west, west main. main but east main has some stuff going yes, on yes but the same yeah. thing with yeah so it's it's so cool to see all of this grow and to just be in this part of the metroplex right you know, you talk about like that is like one of the things we've been doing this podcast for about two years now. And one of the things that we come back to from everyone we talk to is exactly what you're talking about. People saying, wow, like everyone is like coming together. They're building this community like they're very supportive. Like no one it feels like in the city of Arlington, especially in the downtown area, everyone is rooting for each other to succeed. Yes. No one is like. Oh no, I don't want that person here. Yeah, or I don't, I don't like, yeah, like no, yeah. everyone here wants to. And, and the good thing is we've have such, such a like different, like we have bars, we have coffee shops, we have breweries, we have you know, obviously what you guys are doing with our podcast. We have all these different like groups coming together to build like this thing here mm-hmm. very organically. And, yes. 
and in some ways, like outside of what the city is, I mean, the city is obviously doing what they're going to do, but a lot of the planning and stuff that's happening, uh, what we're coming into is more like what you're talking about, more grassroots, more like we're going to make urban alchemy. Mm-hmm. We're going to make urban union. You know, mm-hmm. the city didn't have anything to do with urban union. Right. Like that was, right. you know, them going, hey, let's put you know, the axe throwing place here and the brewery here. And mm-hmm. So I, I think... That what you're talking about, I, I I have felt that in the city for the past five years, and I just feel it like getting even more right. growing and growing. I, I don't see any stop to it. Right, like they keep building the entertainment area, but then it the city is growing outside of it on its own. Yes, yeah. and they're like, oh crap, how do we connect these things now? And it's right. like, well, it's not really that hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. talk to people inside the. Which they're doing, I will say. Yes. Like we've talked yes. to some of the city council people, and they, they they do seem to be like, "Oh, there is something happening yeah. here. Let's mm-hmm. harness it. Let's uh, let's." How do we support and right. foster? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yeah. If they want to talk to us, we have some other ideas too. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> just like, <laughs> we literally just talked to the city council person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get a bunch of them in a room together. I feel like we can make something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Nunez loves us. Raul does, Gonzalez yeah. loves us. Yeah. More music, more art. That's like two third. That's Absolutely. like three people on the council right there. Marvin <laughs> <laughs> Sutton, he's still on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. we have a segment on the show called Tournament of Toppings. We're trying to find the best pizza place in Arlington. Okay. What is y'all's favorite pizza place in Arlington? Connie Rosso. Okay, okay. nice. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I was waiting for them to open uh, last year. Yes, I know. <laughs> We actually talked to someone who works there today, mm-hmm. and she said that a lot of the waiting was on the pizza oven because it came from, like, Italy. Yes. So yeah, it took it a while to, like, get to here, and then That's COVID cool. complicated mm-hmm. it. And... Yeah, I know they had a lot of issues with just following them on social media and everything. You know, they were like, I don't know, like, the sinks are supposed to be here today. The <laughs> yeah. sinks are supposed to be here tomorrow. You know, yeah. like, the sinks were supposed to be here two weeks ago. Kind of all those things. But, yes, they finally did open. And yeah. and they, we, we went, uh, we ate on the patio, mm. my family and I, like I guess a month ago with my father-in-law. And he, he's uh, lived in the Metroplex for a while. But he was, you know, I, I kind of watched him as he's you know looking at all the people that are at Urban Union and all the stuff that's in Urban Union. And he's like, man, this place really grew up. And I was like, yeah, like I bought my house like over by the uh, – uh, the hospital at mm-hmm. Cooper and Randall Mill mm-hmm. specifically because of what was happening like around here yeah. because I was like I want to be a part of this right. I mean I grew up here but then I, when I was ready to buy a house I was like I want to be close to this mm-hmm. absolutely it's a lot of fun yeah kind of our next uh, or a goal of ours is to get you know have a direct connection with the city where we can get trees that they're taking down yeah, in their parks will. yeah and, 100% uh, yeah you know, or maybe even a place where where tree companies can take their logs and large stuff to get converted, uh, and then getting into businesses like Cane Rosso mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. having some some accent pieces or whatever it is that would help their mm-hmm. uh, their space. Yeah, I know the Rangers just you know gotten a new home, but yes. I think that locker room could do it. Yeah, that would be. If you're listening. Maybe Cowboys as well. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know last time they updated that locker room. Right. Yeah. Those lockers need some new Arlington wood in there. Yeah. Yeah. Which needs an update. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We know the people. We'll just yeah. <laughs> and our new mayor might need a new desk. Right. That's true. Right. Right. For sure. So, uh, you know, if people want to find you on social media, online, how do they get in touch with you? So everything's Urban Tree Merchants. So okay. at Urban Tree Merchants on Instagram and Facebook. And then UrbanTreeMerchants.com will show you all of our services as well as some of our past projects and some things that are, are ready-made or our mm-hmm. shop where we just going to have some stuff for sale. 
Um, and then, yeah, just reach out. We love having people out to the shop to do a shop tour. Yeah. You can see all the stuff that we do. What's cool about us is we call it, we say we're a tree-to-table company, you know, kind of like <laughs> your farm-to-table. Um, so, because we can actually take you through every step of the process from custom milling to the dimensions that are perfect for your finished piece. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a hobbyist or a woodworker or you like to kind of do some stuff on your own, we can just help you out with different steps, different services along the way. So nice. if you just need help planning a piece or mm. you need something dried or you need um, some epoxy work done but everything else you can do yourself yeah. we're happy to help you out anywhere oh, that's that we cool. can my so. dad would love that so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah, I could sure. take him out there he would, he oh, would that'd be great, great. Yeah. Yeah. we love out. giving tours and showing off our stuff Pretty most of our things um, Caleb made himself so he is um, incredibly skilled with welding and with all different kinds of aspects of, of I don't know, construction, engineering, different yeah, stuff. Machining. Machining. So it's just a lot of fun to show off all the things that, that he does and just that passion and creativity. That's incredible. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm so excited that you came out, and thank you for telling us about what you guys uh, do out there. I can't wait to see what else you make. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I'm maybe one day I can get something for my house. Yeah, yeah exactly. Keep this in mind. Thanks we'll for do. having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks so yeah. much. Appreciate it. I'm here with Patrick Whitfield from Ella B's. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing, John? I'm well. That's good. So you guys just opened up. Like you said, you're about three weeks in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are catty corner to AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Randall Mill and Collins, for those mm-hmm. people who want to know. Yes. Um, how did Ella B's come to be? Well, Ella B's was inspired by my grandmother. Uh, okay. You know, working in the kitchen, uh, early age, uh, you know, back in the south and in, in our rural town in, in Arkansas, okay. uh, cooking was essential to the soul, yeah. to, to the way of living for us as growing up as young kids. So, you know, I stayed in the kitchen with her, you right. know, just stayed in the kitchen, learning, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just watching uh, how she prepare and cook food. And then we all sat down and, and it was just like, you know, having Sunday dinner, you know, yeah. every day. So, uh, so that was my inspiration. But uh, as far as with Ella B's, uh, naming it after her is very special to me. It's, it means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, I just only to remember her and honor her uh, is, is, what, uh, is what inspired me to, to really open this restaurant and, and to name it after her. So. Right. So going through the menu about how many recipes are hers or just mm-hmm. how many are kind of her staple and then your spin on it? Well, uh, pretty much... The whole menu is kind of, you know, I'd say about 75, 80% is, but, you know, it's southern cuisines uh, like mm-hmm. fried chicken, fried catfish, right. uh, mashed potatoes, yams, green beans, mm-hmm. cabbage, sweet butter corn, you know, just the southern food, you know, yeah. uh, and we, we twisted it with a little bit of my uh, culinary experience, uh, just okay. uh, all my uh, dealing with, with uh, restaurants, and uh, I used to be the chef for the Cowboys. So, right. you know what I'm saying? So it was just uh, one of the things that kind of uh, I took that experience and wanted to create uh, not so much of a southern soul food uh, restaurant, but just a little bit of casual, you know, a little bit of uh, casual dining to it, you know, mm-hmm. so you can have an experience with it. Right. 
So we kind of kept those. I incorporated a little bit of Cajun food, uh, a little bit of uh, nice. Jamaican food, a little oh. bit of Nigerian food really? into it. Yes, and those are add-ons to the menu. We just right. we just kind of um, added just some of the items just to kind of introduce the uh, community uh, to LPs, uh, Southern cooking, and right. and then just uh, you know have like a melting pot of different type of cultures of food. So. That's amazing because we do have um, some African markets here and mm-hmm. we do have some, a couple Jamaican restaurants mm-hmm. and then uh, we have some Cajun and some mm-hmm. Seoul, mm-hmm. but all those together in yeah. one place. There you go. Yeah. And it's kind of like a melting pot. It's yeah. just like, you know, you go to New York or California right. or different places. It's a melting pot of different ethnic of food, you know, yeah. so... Uh, um, so I wanted to create that in in the restaurant. You know, you go to a taco place, it's all taco. <laughs> you go to Latin food, it's all Latin. You go to, you know, but to put all that because your client base, you know, um, may not just want, you know, Southern food. They right. may want, you may have a friend that's, uh, you know, that likes Jamaican food. So they'll be able to experience all that in one place. So. That's incredible. Yeah. So you guys are also doing special events on a regular basis, such as uh, Wednesday Wine Down and TGIF Experience. Mm-hmm. What do you guys want to do regularly, and then what do you, can people look forward to in the future? Well, we're, we're definitely, um, the Wine Down Wednesday uh, was an event that we, we started with a um, 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 very popular DJ. Uh, his, his name is, is Kevin, but he goes by the name of DJ Big Daddy. Okay. Uh, a, a very good friend of mine, mm-hmm. very good brother. Um, and has a uh, New Orleans, Louisiana Saint type uh, crowd. Okay. So um, uh, it was, you know, just something to bring people in. You know, the middle of the week, you know, kind of winding down, getting ready mm-hmm. for the weekend. You know, and just very relaxing. Just good music, great food, and and just we got a lot of things going on in the world. Right. You know, dealing with uh, COVID. Just dealing with, you know, it's just it's time for us to to allow ourselves to just relax and, and enjoy life and and, yeah. and and do that with food, you know, and just uh, with people that you care about. So, I love that. Yeah. And some of the things we got looking for in the future is uh, we're, we're expanding the back. Oh, wow. Uh, in the back where we, uh, we're we going to do an out, outdoor patio. Okay. And we're going to do uh, have some uh, adult-sized games, you know, like your, your horseshoe throwing, you right. know, the old – Games that we grew up with, you know, as little kids, you know what I mean? You know, the world is changing. Kids yeah. don't know about those things. Right. So, uh, and, and incorporating that, something like that in the back. Uh, so uh, we look forward to having that done probably um, early summer, you know, there probably late May, early June. So Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to kick off the weekend, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Definitely. You know, you just come in and be a kid, you know, yeah. be a grown kid, you know, play some <laughs> tic-tac-toe, yeah. you, know, you know, adult-sized tic-tac-toe games. Yeah. We're going to do some, uh, we're going to set up and we're going to do movie night outside with a oh, projector. Yeah, we're going to have a projector where we do movie nights uh, with some um, straw bales and, mm-hmm. you know, just be able to just relax, man, right. and just and forget about all the things that's going on in the world and just... <laughs> Come back to, to normal, man, to, to know some type of normalcy in life, you know. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So you started as a not a food truck but a catering business, right? And then mm-hmm. you got into working with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Where did it go? Where, where did it start? So you would go from Grandma's Kitchen, yeah. and then where do you go, and then how do you get to the catering? Wow, well, man, uh, that's a step. Uh, well, when I was, uh, you know, getting out, I was – uh, when I was growing up, you know, always in the kitchen. Uh, I grew up. Um, now, was that 
sorry, not to cut you off. Did you want to be in the kitchen or? Did oh yeah, make you trust me. It was okay. it was something that my grandmother and I was had a very special bond. Okay, you good. know, so I always wanted to be around her, and she was always in the kitchen. So yeah. it just landed up me being around her, wanting to be around her, when her being in the kitchen. So yeah. it just kind of put me those two things together, you know. And uh, you know, when I was like I said, I grew up in the south, so. Uh, we 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 chop cotton, yeah. you know. Uh, we we chop cotton and, and just uh, you know that culture and that uh, you know uh, part of life taught me a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was uh, 15, I started working at a Mexican restaurant uh, where um, you know I started off as a dishwasher, okay, and a busboy, and uh, then I was promoted to a, a cook. Yeah, wow. And then uh, this is a guy back home uh, gave me a chance uh, to do some barbecue okay and so uh, I was 16 and uh, 16 years old uh, head cook mm-hmm. uh, 16 and he never sold barbecue in a Mexican restaurant so we sold barbecue ribs and, uh, and that's how it started really yeah. it just started you know just that way and uh, went off to college and uh, went back to my first love you know mm-hmm. um uh, and cooking is, is the thing that I enjoy doing and I'm very passionate about doing. So, you know, why not do something that you're passionate about doing? And, right. and uh, just kind of endeavored in different things uh, as far as uh, helping other restaurants um, get out of trouble, right. um, reestablishing, uh, you know, how they run their business and things like that. So so it's pretty, you know, that's – and catering is just something that just kind of fell in. You know, I right. was uh, – uh, out of work right <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like you know no job so yeah. you, you what do you do you okay you just you what's your gifts your talent you use those yep. gifts and talents and apply them to a way to to make some type of form of income so mm-hmm. and that's how it started you know, you know we moved here to Dallas uh, in 2001 and uh, didn't have a job so I started uh, cooking and selling plates <laughs> wow and a lady gave me a chance to uh to cater a wedding Mm-hmm. And, and we're here. So, yeah. so what was it like working with the Cowboys? I mean, now you're literally right across the street. Yeah. It kind of the drive is almost the same, but you'd make different different turns. Oh yeah. Well, uh, it was uh, it was a it, it was a very great experience, yeah. man. It, it taught me a lot uh, about uh, the kitchen. It taught me how to to. Uh, set expectations in the kitchen right. set expectation in the dining uh, because it was uh it was very high end it of was course. i mean you dealt with exclusiveness of clients uh it wasn't just your your regular everyday chun yeah. dough <laughs> you know you you dealt with america's team you yep. know and america's owner you yeah know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um but I, I negate a lot of that to uh i give a lot of credit to uh my uh uh, boss, uh, Stacy Bowers. Okay. Uh, you know, if she hear this, she probably like think like, man, he giving me a shout out. But uh, <laughs> Stacy Bowers was a, um, uh, she was a very hard person. Okay, but she was fair. Uh, she was, um, she expect nothing but perfection, and it, uh, in some way, form or fashion, it's a, it's it's good and bad. Of course, you know what I mean. But it it instilled in me to. Um, to, to look the same way, mm-hmm. to accept nothing. Anything you do, you know, Patrick, it needs to be perfect right. or close, to, as perfect as you can get it. Right. And it motivated me to, to want perfection. 
uh, to want things to be right, yeah. taste right, look right, uh, just everything, ingredients right. So, you know, uh, it, it, that's what I took away from there. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't so much about the ex- experience of, um, you know, cooking for America's team, but it was just mostly uh, what I've learned uh, through her uh, ambition and how uh, how sh- hard she was. Right. Yeah, but uh, it, it taught me a lot. And anyone that has worked for her or worked under her um, would tell you the exact same thing. She... Uh, she is definitely someone that um, you would. Uh, everyone should 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 at least shadow at one point in time in their life. Yeah, yeah, especially in the culinary world. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, what can people expect from your regular menu, and then also you guys have a brunch menu as well. So, mm-hmm. regular menu is something that we. Uh, I mean, you touched on it earlier. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be something that we we. Uh, um, we're adding to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going to change it out. Um, it's you have your four staple items that's going to continue to be on the menu, which is the fried chicken, the mm-hmm. catfish, the the jerk lamb chops. Uh, those are going to be your staples, but we'll change out some of the items, you know, with with different things uh, as we uh, uh, build up a, a strong enough team to be able to handle. Um, um, the preparation of the food right you know i don't want to bring um some very exclusive meals in here uh that we're not ready to um, um to we're not able to perfect right you know and and like i said it goes back to what i was saying earlier you know is is making it as perfect as possible mm-hmm. so uh but you you can look forward to some very creative uh dishes you know, we got a a tomahawk steak that's going to be rolling out oh. here in about a couple weeks. Okay. Um, with some uh, fingerling uh, herb, uh, garlic uh, fingerling potatoes mm. uh, with a nice uh, vegetable medley sitting on a butcher box platter. Uh, you're going to have a ballish platter coming out with a 12 ounce uh, T bone with the seafood boil with the uh, loaded uh, uh, baked potato. Uh, so uh, we have some very great dishes coming this way, man. Yeah. Arlington, uh, you, you, you definitely, uh, you, you got an experience yeah. in the city that's going to be coming. So I mean, you're already making me drool, and I can't even have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I love creating and, and love doing just great food and mm-hmm. simple. You just right. keeping it simple, going to the basics, nothing too fancy. Right. Uh, but making sure that everyone guests have a um, a great culinary experience and right. a great you know just have great food, great time. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you're not just trying to do like the the tiny blocks. No, no, stuff. no, no. We <laughs> we filling the plates up, man. They got they they got to go plates, man. Yeah. And trust me, it's 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 definitely worth your money to come, and you definitely leave full, and you'll take some food home, eat the next day. Oh, so, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah so. So you had to do Sunday brunches. Yes. What Sunday do we brunch. got uh, on the menu for that? Sunday brunch, uh, we, uh, well, I was trying to, to roll out, uh, you know, use some of my, um, like I say, some culinary experiences with, uh, as far as coursing brunches out, you know, but, uh, you know, in this day and era, we, we're dealing with the lack of, uh, um, 
professional people that's in the industry now as far as the culinary industry mm-hmm. has taken a big hit, you know, as far as, you know, people going to changing careers and things. So the experience is not there. So we're dealing with some issues that um, as far as unexperienced uh, people. Right. So I have to go back to the drawing board. You know, it's like a teacher. You know, when mm-hmm. I used to teach school, you know, you have kids that um, that learn at one pace and then you have kids that yep. learns at another pace and you're trying to teach on the pace where the other kids so these kids won't suffer yep. so you have to meet them in the middle right so in meeting them in the middle we're going to go back to the drawing board and we're just going to um, do separate breakfast entrees and separate um, um, dinner I mean lunch entrees and just you know allow the guests to be able to uh, choose what they want okay. you know what I mean so just taking it to the basics, just yeah. taking it back, you know, um, and recognizing that, um, you know, you, you have to grow with the people that you have. Oh, that you, you know, you can't, you know, you, you can't have an expectation higher than the people that you, uh, that's performing the expectation. Right. So, uh, and, and that's the things I learned from Stacy. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you meet people where they're at. And so and that's that's what I have to do. So, yeah. And then just bring them up to your level. You just bring them up to their level yeah. when they get there, you know, yeah. and I think is. As people, if we understand that more, uh, then uh, we would well be better. You know, just accept people for where they at, and, and try to reach them and meet them where they at. Right. And uh, if they want to go, then you try to elevate them. If they don't, you know, that's their choice. Right. No, I I feel the exact same way. Yeah. But always keep teaching people and never stop. Mm-hmm. Don't give up on people. Don't give yeah. up on people, man. Because you know, uh, you know, I had a lot of people to to give up on me, but uh, but then I have. Uh, very few people that believed him, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it allowed me, and those were the right people, right? You know, that allowed me to, uh, to, to kind of be where I'm at today. Always surround yourself with people that elevate you to, yeah. you know, levels that you want to be. Yeah, to be, that's why they are around you. Yeah, to be better. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, if you can't, you know, my wife, uh, she is my biggest inspiration, man. She, um, she, man, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Right. Uh, she she pushed me beyond measure. You know, it's like, you know, where you, you have a rubber brand and you stretch it to the point to where you think it's going to break. But uh, she has been my biggest fan, biggest supporter, um, and she's been been everything, you know. So I owe a lot of where, of everything that we're accomplishment, man. It's, it's just being by my side, so... I mean, a good relationship is you're cheering both of each other on. Yeah, so, yeah. By also challenging each other so, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So we have a segment on the show called Terminal of Toppings. Mm-hmm. We're trying to find the best pizza place in Arlington. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite pizza place in Arlington? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> not, not, not being from Arlington. Oh, okay. And, uh, not, uh, Where is not, your favorite pizza place in general? Then? Uh, well, man... You know, to be honest with you, it's it's at the farmers market. Is it <laughs> in Dallas? Before, yeah, I don't think I, I definitely haven't had that one. Oh man, you have to go to to the farmers market in Dallas. Okay. I can't even think of the name. I want to say it's Bellagio's or something, man. But yeah, but uh, man, they have this fire, you know, uh, wood burning oh, pizza yeah. oven, man. And oh my gosh, the crust, the the dough is amazing. You know, it's it's huh. so good. Man. Okay, I always get the uh, sausage and mozzarella. Man. Ooh, that's so good, man. Yeah. Well, now, now I have a reason to go out to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go to farmers market to the pizza market. It's good. Man. Okay, yeah. 
Well, I'll, show, I'll let you know some places here. I know we do have a Connie Rosso now that also does the fire oven. Okay. Uh, and then Corky's in South Arlington also does the fire oven. Okay, so. okay. And then we have a Blaze Pizza, but yeah. I think that's a chain. So. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. I, I love pizza, so, yeah. oh, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it's a good thing to know. So. Yeah, we got New York. We got... Um, we don't have Chicago deep dish. Yeah. We had it, yeah. but they left years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a Gino's, which is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah it's, Gino's. it's a chain also. Yeah, it's a chain, too. <laughs> I, I, I stay away from chains, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, you know, I, mean, just, I like the mom and pop because they yeah. they, they love what they're doing. Right. There's a, there's a better story behind yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a better story. Man. And you can taste the food. You can, you can taste, taste the love. Yeah. You can taste the story, man. Right. You can taste everything about it. You know, it's the sauce. It's even like even a pizza place there, yeah. man. The sauce is amazing. Right. You know, it's... It is simple stuff. It's just some, some canned 74 forks, you know, canned <laughs> sauce, but they, whatever they add to it, man, it yeah. is so good. You it's know? always just a special blend it's of this. It's a special spices. blend, a little yeah. bit of this, man. Yep. You know, make it your own, man. That's, that's what all this culinary experience is all about. Yeah, that's exactly make it right. Make it your own. Yes. Uh, so where can people find you guys online and follow you guys on social media? Oh, man, on social media, you can follow us at Ella underscore Bees. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ella B's on Instagram. You can follow us, Ella B's on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can find us uh, here in Arlington at 1004 North Collins Street, right across, like you said, adjacent from the Cowboy Stadium, uh, um, right next to AT&T uh, Phone Service Building mm-hmm. here in the Shopping Plaza. Um, you know, just just Google Ella yeah. B's, and uh, it's... It, uh, it should should show up, you know. <laughs> but we're new, so it, right. you may have challenges. That so, just uh, you know, know where if you know where the Cowboys Stadium at, you know yeah. we're we're right in, the, in right across the street in the plaza. So yeah. perfect, yeah. Patrick. Thank you so much for your time, oh, yeah. and I look forward to uh, enjoying all this food. Oh man, thank you so much, yeah. John, for Anytime. having me, man. Appreciate it. Yep. It's an honor, man. All right. Well, thank you to our guests, um, uh, Urban Tree Merchants and Patrick from LBs. Uh, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us and, and letting us help you tell your stories. Um, both of these, pe- both of these, these people and these businesses are wonderful. So definitely check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, go, go get something to eat and then, you know, go get yourself a new kitchen table that's made out of a, a hundred year old pecan tree or something, you know? Ella B's is a fantastic date night place. So take your date to Ella B's. You're not going to regret it. You're not going to regret it. Guaranteed from Rody of Arlington Citizen Media. Rody um, <laughs> all right. So every Monday is trivia night at Dr. Jekyll's in Pantigo. So go out and, you know, do some trivia and grab a beer and, and support local, right? Exactly. I mean, there's, they got so many good stuff on tap. So might as well. Uh, Every Thursday from 5 to 7, Grounds and Gold is hosting the open mic. I do host it every other week, so, you know, if you enjoy hearing my voice here, you get to hear it live. Maybe I'll do some knock-knock jokes from a book. Maybe I will uh, bring artists together. It's, it's always a fun night. You never know what's going to happen at these open mics. When's the next time you're hosting? Not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Great. I think I'm going to go. Because yeah. um, I'm back now, so I'm ready to get back out there and... Yeah. Do things. All right. So if you didn't get enough trivia on Monday at Dr. Jekyll's, I have 
shock of shocks, I got something for you. Every Thursday night is trivia night at Division Brewing. Hey! So if you didn't have enough beer at uh, Jekyll's and you didn't have enough trivia, well, get your fill at Division Brewing. Uh, you know, get, go up there and talk to Wade and, and, and get the belt, man. They have, they have a belt. Get the belt. Yeah. Get caffeinated at Grounds of Gold and then go, um, show off your, uh, big old brains over at, uh, Division. And then also every second and fourth Tuesday at Create Arlington, they have their own open mic slash poetry night. So it's just spoken word. It's, uh, it's always a wonderful time. Even Mark Jokel said he got up there. So get out there. Uh, and Saturday, this Saturday, May 29th, is a killer rock show happening down at, uh, uh, Caves, Caves Lounge, Abel Delilah, Frio Trio, Flight by Nothing, starts at 10 p.m., come out, see some of the best bands that Arlington has to offer at one of, I personally feel is one of the cooler bars in Arlington. Caves is a staple of Arlington. If you grew up in Arlington and never went to Caves, did you grow up in Arlington? <laughs> you didn't, actually. So, <laughs> All right, so with that being said, check out all those places because we always want to... Make sure to go and eat local, drink local, and... Go rediscover your city. Tag us and send those pictures over to us on Facebook, Arlington Citizen Media, Twitter, ATX Citizen Media, tag us on Instagram, Arlington Citizen Media, and send, a, send those pictures the old-fashioned way, email arlingtoncitizenmedia at gmail.com. Also go to our website, www.arlingtoncitizenmedia.com. Don't forget to subscribe and give those five-star reviews of the downtown at Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also hit us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and YouTube.